0: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So, I wanted to take some time today to talk about the impact that the average investor, like you and I, the average stacker, actually has in the silver and gold markets and and why silver stackers as a whole have a larger impact on the market. That's why, you know, when I talk about, you know, the next big move up in precious metals. I oftentimes talk about how there's likely going to be an investment component of that. Now, as of right now, in the gold market, we have that, right? Not so much on the investment side like you and I, stackers, or even institutional investors, very wealthy individuals buying ounces. More so, we see it on the central bank side of things, right? Countries like China, Russia, uh, and and many other countries that that are buying a ton of gold, tons, tons literally of gold uh, each month to add to their central bank reserves. We also see it uh, in some cases in terms of just foreign physical reserves in general. If you look at, uh, again, a country like China and their Shanghai Gold Exchange and the amount of gold that they actually import, plus the amount of domestic production, which mostly stays within their borders, it's a lot of gold, right? And so we have that in the gold market, but not so much in the silver market. Of course, the silver market is much smaller, both in terms of of the value of metal that's taken out of the earth each year, as well as the amount that is for sale on the broader market, the amount of coins and bars that are held by people, right? I've talked about in the past how we can't ever really know about, you know, the actual ratio of it in terms of ounces of of gold versus silver, but it's probably not that far off from like a a one-to-one, one-to-two ratio in terms of actual ounces, not value, but actual ounces. Meaning gold has has you know been been hoarded over the centuries over the millennia and and you know the the common refrain that that most of the gold that's ever mined is is still in somebody's possession today not a whole lot gets lost or used in industrial production whereas silver as a whole has been used for that right meaning you have a similar ratio again we can't know what the ratio is but but it's not something like 50 to 1 right 20 to 1 even 10 to 1 Probably closer to 1 to 1, 2 to 1, somewhere along those lines. And yet the value of it, I mean, we're talking about a 90 to 1 ratio in terms of, of the actual value of silver and gold. And so the, the reason I'm talking about all these numbers is to get the point across that, that for those of you that want to make a difference or for those of you that are that are wondering what will get the silver market moving, it's going to be investment demand, Right? Going back a couple of years, you know before I was even in the space, the whole crash j p Morgan by silver i mean the idea behind that is that, hey, moving the gold markets for by by investors like you and I, even if we numbered in, in the hundreds of thousands it would be difficult i mean look at look at the last uh a uh, couple years the last year or two, with the amount of of accumulation by China and Russia alone, their central banks and their you know the 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 amount that's owned by uh, institutions or by uh, citizens. It's, it's a ton of gold, tons of gold again. And yet, you know, only now are we really seeing a breakout in the price of gold, right? And so how much less of an impact would you and I have if we were just buying gold? Whereas silver, I want to put these in perspective. Silver is is much more sensitive to investment demand because it's such a smaller market. So for example, I, I put up some kind of quick numbers here. Okay. First we'll start with gold. If you look at the yearly amount of, of gold that is mined each year, and you compare that to the amount of gold eagles sold by the sold by the US Mint, okay, you can kind of get a percentage of how much of the gold was actually sold in gold eagle format. Now this isn't a perfect comparison. Because there's a lot of other coins out there. you know The U.S. mint sales are only just one possible kind of barometer of investment demand for silver and gold. But if you look at it, okay, 2011, which was a pretty good year for precious metals, both price-wise and demand-wise, we're talking about 1.08% of all the supply, or of all the mining supply that came out of the ground in 2011, was sold in gold eagle format, a little over 1%. In 2017, that's all the way down to about 0.3%. Now, if you turn that over and you look at something like silver, 2011, again, pretty similar, um, uh, a good year for for both prices and demand, we're talking about 3.8% of yearly supply coming to the market, both mining and scrap supply, was taken up just by silver eagles. 2017, even though 2017 was a pretty poor year for uh, uh, coin and bar demand for silver, 1.7% 1.7% was still accounted for just in American Silver Eagles. Putting it in a different way, right? Never mind because because those numbers aren't perfect. That's just a, a, an example of, of showing how silver as a whole accounts for, uh, silver investment accounts for a larger amount of, of um, I guess, ability to, to move the market. Let's say you had a billion dollars. Let's say you were the, you want to be the next Hunt brother and you wanted to, to buy up a ton of tons of a specific metal to move the market. I'm not saying that that was their their only ambition, their only goal. But let's say the, the next Hunt brother came into the space, right? Let's say Zuckerberg or, or Bezos or something decided they're not sure about the value of, of fiat currencies going forward and they want to hedge themselves by putting a billion dollars into either silver or gold. Well, they could take that billion dollars and buy gold. And they'd be buying about 0.68% of the yearly mining supply. 0.8, 0.6%. That's less than one percentage. And, and that's just a yearly mining supply. Never mind the fact that there's a ton more of that already above ground. right? They're buying a very small share of the overall market. And let's be honest, they're, they're not going to move it a whole lot. Look at the billions that are already being mopped by countries like Russia and China. Now, if you change years and and we're talking about the silver market if they bought a billion dollars worth of silver we're talking about 6.47 percent of the yearly supply coming onto the market six percent right there and that is something that could potentially move the market now i'm not saying that's going to happen i'm not saying this is realistic i'm just saying that the amount of of change that investors like you and I can elicit on the silver market is much greater than the gold market because we're just taking a smaller slice of that pie. Crumbs, really. Whereas with the silver market, you see it in 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, where where buyers are buying. Even if you just look at 2011, ask yourself, was that, that big move up that ultimately topped out around $50 an ounce, was that partly the result of Physical buying, I think it was. A huge influx of silver demand, investment silver demand, from 2008, 2009 onward through 2011. And it maintained for a while. Now you saw silver, the price uh, kind of reverse after that. Uh, but but the ability for us to, whatever you want to put it, crash J.P. Morgan or to uh, cause a, a supply shortage in the silver market is much higher in the silver market. In market versus the gold market for, for investors like you and I for, for somebody to go out and buy a billion dollars worth of, of either silver and gold, it's pretty unlikely, especially silver right uh, billionaires may, maybe are more keen on gold or, or central banks are more keen on gold but not so much silver. But you know if you if you rewrite that and you say, what are the odds of a group of people going out and buying a billion dollars worth of silver well I mean they do that every year. I mean, look at the amount of, of coins and bars that are bought each year by, by investors like you and I, or or you know, people over in India, or Southeast Asia, or Europe, or wherever. Billions are already bought by people like you and I. And it wouldn't take that a, a whole lot to to add another billion dollars worth of, of demand for silver. I mean, we're talking about, uh, let's say, on average, right? People go out and buy uh, ten thousand dollars worth of of uh silver right you can do the math here um, one billion divided by ten thousand comes out to a hundred thousand people buying right that's a that's a really small segment of population right to to elicit an increase in demand for silver uh, an actually significant one whereas you know if we're talking about that for gold that's that's not going to move the market 100,000 people buying, you know, a couple ounces of gold that's not going to move the market, right? And so, you know, this is maybe a bit scatterbrained maybe this video, maybe it's it's coming at you in bits and pieces, but the point of what I'm saying here is twofold. First of all, if you want to make a difference in the metals markets, silver is probably the place to be. Just saying, right? There's there's much more to consider in a silver versus gold argument. In the silver versus gold argument versus just, you know, or th- then just saying where do I make the biggest difference? Right? And so this is by no means an argument just for silver. This is just one of the many reasons maybe to look at silver versus gold. Right? But another way of looking at this also, the the other big point of this video is, is me saying that, hey, if you want to know when the next you know big move for silver is gonna take place, look at the demand numbers. Right? Look for one of two things, either a, a big buyer comes into the market or big buyers, big institutional investors buying the physical versus the paper or or you know, wealthy individuals, you know the next hunt brothers or something like that. or and this might be a little bit more likely, look for a whole horde of smaller you know wage earners, smaller uh, um, net worth individuals coming into the market and buying, Silver, Because that's going to be what really moves the market ultimately. Now, there's the supply side of things and and mine closures, uh, decline in ore grades, decline in byproduct mining of silver. All of that stuff matters too. But in terms of demand, if you're looking for that big move up, it's going to come from the demand side, I think. And it's going to be through, I think, uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of people just like you and I realizing that, hey, our savings are not a very good way of saving money uh, in its present form. You know, putting money in a bank, account, know, you're, you're losing on that usually because of inflation. Uh, a lot of people realizing that, hey, inflation is probably going to go up in the future. A lot of people realizing that, hey, stocks, uh, the bond market, these things are overvalued. And I want a way to, to hedge. I want a way to decentralize. I want a way to take back a little bit of power for myself, be part of this monetary revolution that I've been talking about for so long. So I hope this video has has gotten my point across. I hope it's put in perspective of what silver investors mean, silver stackers mean to the market versus gold stackers, namely more. They mean more. Um, and I hope that this also uh, serves as maybe motivation to continue what we're doing. Now, now me personally, you personally, are we going to move the market? No, we're not. right? But when we're talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions worldwide of, of silver stackers that's what moves the markets, and and when you see more and more people joining our ranks in the future, that's going to be what drives silver uh, and gold to some extent up to more reasonable levers uh, levels. Uh, this is by no means me saying that that we should just be waiting for that moonshot or that we're looking for uh, silver and gold just an in investment. You guys know that's not the case. I mean, go back to the to my video just a couple days ago. You know, top three reasons to you know everybody showing silver and gold. Uh number 1 and 2 are are practical reasons and as you know be, because the world might become a very bad place uh financially speaking, right? And then number 3 on that list was investment, right? That's much further down on my list of considerations. But I think we all want a return to to more rational values in the silver and gold markets because what we see right now is is ridiculous. It's it's incredibly cheap, I think. Compared to the number of bubbles, compared to the uh, monetary and fiscal stimulus that we've seen the world over over the last ten years, uh, and and you know the term revaluation of, of silver and gold comes to mind. That at some point they're going to be revalued, officially or unofficially, and a, a big part of that in the silver and gold markets are going to be investors realizing that that's the case. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast, watching this video, and God bless.